Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, welcome back, friends, to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to Jenny Owens. Let me tell you a little bit about Jenny before we welcome her to the show. Jenny has spent the last two decades sharing her heart with listeners and readers as a singer-songwriter, author, teacher, and advocate. Her unique musical style and inspirational lyrics transcend genre definition and have taken her to many diverse venues, including the White House, the Sundance Film Festival, Lilith Fair, and the National Day of Prayer in Washington, D.C. Jenny has also taught as an adjunct professor at her alma mater, Belmont University, and served as a worship leader, partnered with nonprofits, and she has authored two books. So welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you, Ren. It's so great to get to be with you today. I'm really excited. I was just telling Jenny that her music is just brings peace, and that is what we need right now. Amen. We do need peace right now. Right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. And uh, she has a new book that uh, is out and it's called Singing in the Dark. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I love how your music is straight from scripture. Like it is right from scripture and you just lead us into worship. So um, I'm glad you're here and I can't wait to hear more of your story. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's jump in. Okay. Um, your music, we just talked about how it is uh, worshipful and and just straight from Scripture. Tell me, how did you know you were, I'm speaking from a person who is not gifted mus musically <laughs> at all, <laughs> but how did you know? How did you know you were gifted musically when you were younger? You know, really the only thing I knew at first is that I loved music. Like I don't ever mm. remember a time where I wasn't singing. Um, my aunt, my mom's younger sister was in college when I came along. So like when I was two and three, I would go with her to her dorm room and we would just sing and she'd drive me around town and we, you know, she'd teach me all these songs off the radio that my mom was like, I don't know uh. if you should be teaching my kid these songs, <laughs> but um, songs at church and like, I just remember loving music and I remember going to a class, one of those like Yamaha classes where there's a bunch of kids in there and they're all at little toy pianos, you know? <laughs> and I remember being able to play the songs that I heard by ear. And I remember that was different than everybody else in the class, but I still like most of the time growing up, I would get so sh shy and so nervous anytime I needed to sing or perform. And I was like, as much as I love music, this is too terrifying. I am not doing mm. this. So wow. it really wasn't until I mean, there were there were signs along the way, like I loved writing music. And so I would play songs that I had written for folks, you know, every now and then at church or in different places while I was growing up. And then um when I got out of college, um, I was actually, um, I got a music ed degree and I was planning to teach high school choir of all things. Oh. And um, 
it was during that time that I had the opportunity to share some music with some folks who uh, were working in the music industry in Nashville, which was just one of those things I never expected to happen. I mean, I was in school in Nashville. All my friends like had their award winning speeches planned out. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, they are really ready to go here. I'm just a little peon. And so just to have the opportunity to share songs. And then I ended up uh, signing with Michael W. Smith's company called Rocket Town Records. And um, mm -hmm. it was just a really sweet thing that I, I really, um, I loved music. Um, the Lord placed me in places to do music. And then, you know, he kind of showed me this is what I'm calling you to do. So it was a really sweet thing how it all kind of came together. Definitely not what I expected. That's neat. Well, and the song that I um, love, it's back to your record without condition in oh, 1999 yeah. and yes, um, be one. thou my vision it is just so calming especially that version of it because it's oh. just very calming and um but anyway that's i wanted to Thank tell you, you that and i love how that really connects to what your story is when you lost your sight at age three so you know Take me back to that time. And if you can remember, I know my me first memory is only like I was like seven. Yeah. So <laughs> do you have any memories of that story? You know, I don't remember much. I have pieced together a lot just from family memories. And I know that um, I was so I was born with some hereditary eye conditions that were passed down. So glaucoma and cataracts and all kinds of different stuff. And so my parents always knew that, you know, I wasn't going to have the best eyesight and that maybe I wouldn't be able to, you know, see everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but I was able to see and I was learning my colors and, you know, I, apparently my favorite was purple. And um, I loved, you know, seeing people and, um, and then I went in for a surgery that the doctor hoped would actually stabilize my vision. And instead, it just took it all away pretty much instantly. Mm. So, but my parents were really not too moved by it. I mean, they may have been in their hearts, but they really just kind of let me you know, go back outside and play and do all the things I was doing when I could see. So I really didn't know I was different from the neighbor kids. I didn't really know that there was something wrong even until I went to school. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm, there's something not quite the same here. They're pointing at stuff out the window and I don't know what that is. But, but mm -hmm. I, you know, I really had a, a wonderfully full and fun childhood and got to ride my bike and climb trees. And, you know, our poor neighbors, I think they thought my parents were nuts for letting me do all that. But it, you know, it was a beautiful just way to experience life and to uh, grow up and just feel like, okay, this is, this is life. This is, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm get, getting to do everything that my brother and the, the neighborhood kids are doing. Okay. So I'm, I'm coming at a perspective of not much experience. So tell me, how did you ride your bike? It's a weird, it's a great question. I'm, I'm not sure. I think that because I had seen, uh -huh. um, I just had a good sense of, and I, you know, I would kind of listen for cars and I would listen for, you can, you can hear things like this, um, like the sidewalk or like a driveway. You can kind of hear the different levels of a, you know, of a street by the echo of it. Mm. So maybe that was part of it, but I think I had just gotten to know the neighborhood so well that, I just wow. did. I just didn't think about it. And I always did really well. After a few years, I started to kind of realize that there were things I couldn't see. So finally, I think when I was, you know, eight or nine, I didn't ride my bike nearly as much because it just right. kind of started to 
scare me. And maybe, maybe I was forgetting my visual memory at that point, but yeah, it's, it's a good question. I, I mean, I still love to ride a bike, but I would much prefer to do it in a place where I, where I know yeah. and where I'm not navigating cars. So, um, sure. so yeah, I definitely am not sure how I had the courage to just keep going for it, but I did for a while. That's amazing. Well, and it's, it's amazing. Cause you know, kids, I look at kids and I'm like, y'all are so brave. Like, yeah. so they have so much more courage than we do. It's as so adults true. Like. It's so true. You'd think that that would work the opposite way, but alas. Right. Yeah, they are. They are. Okay. So you mentioned visual memory. So is that something that you have? Um, or is that something you had as a child? I think I must have had it as a child. Now, sometimes I will have dreams where I can remember later that I could see, but I can't actually tell you what anything looked like. It's very strange. Okay. I So it's somewhere in there, but I actually don't have visual memory now, um, except okay. for in those rare dreams that I have. Yeah, it's okay. really weird. Wow. Okay. So tell me, I love, you know, the song that just always comes to my memory when I think of you is Be Thou My Vision. And I love just the double meaning behind that. And so tell me, how has God shaped your trust in Him through walking through that of losing your sight? Well, I think um, I am by nature and just even by the way that my mom raised me, uh, very independent, very Mm -hmm. driven, very like, hey, let's go do this thing over here. And I do think that um, not being able to see uh, means that well, first of all, it usually means that you realize people instantly see you as different. So when you walk into a room, you kind of know people are a little uncomfortable. They don't quite know what to do. And and that always is humbling. And it's always like, okay, now I kind of have to either prove my independence or I have to trust the Lord to go before me. And mm-hmm. he can just sort of I, I don't need to prove a thing. I can just mm-hmm. rest in him. So I think one of the things that the Lord has done is is really taught me to trust him and rest in him where I, I don't know, I think if I if I could see, I would probably be a little bit um, more uh, maybe too driven, which I can already mm-hmm. al- almost be. So I think I would be just a little bit not uh, maybe not trusting him as much because I would be so self-sufficient. And so I am very self-sufficient now, but I know, I know how other people see me, what they, in general, what they think. So I I think part of it is just, I've had to learn to, to trust him and just know uh, whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm going, he's going before me and to, to really just let him lead. So I think it's been a faith building activity in that. And then there's times where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to get this specific thing done. And he'll just say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go before you. I'm going to help you learn. And so there a lot of times I pray very simple childlike prayers. Lord, can you just help me figure this out? I can't figure out how to get from point A to point B or, um, you know, I have a few, I live in New York city and there are a few really crazy busy streets around me. Mm. And sometimes you never know when people are just going to turn in front of you. So there are a lot of times I'll just pray, Lord, will you just, um, guide me as I navigate these street crossings, you know, very mm. simple prayers. So I think the Lord has just taught me that no detail is too small and nothing is impossible with him. And that's, that's been a really good, good thing. I love that you said faith building and that it has helped you not to be as self-sufficient. That yeah. is a word because I feel like we, even as believers can get back in, I mean, of course, in that mode, you know, moment to moment, we can be like, oh, I got this, you know, self-sufficiency. And so, you know, looking at it as a positive, as a way to build your faith, 
that's an incredible, powerful statement, you know, mm, really it, is. It's true. It's something that we all need because I think, you know, uh, the enemy will get us in any way he can, right? So if he mm. can help us feel like, I got this. Thanks, God. Thanks, God, for your help. I got this. I'm going to go do this. Then, you know, he'll he'll kind of teach us that that's good. And and that is that is not good. We need always to be dependent on on the Lord for our next move. Mm. That's good. And I love how you brought up that you live in New York City. Yes, ma'am. I know you travel back and forth to Nashville because of your music career, but um, tell me how is it with living in New York City and, you know, going through your day today when you're going to get groceries and you're going out and you're meeting friends and, um, and even doing this you know, Squadcast call online. How do you navigate through those challenges? Oh, you know, there are so many great ways. So one of the reasons that I moved to New York City is um, I I love, it's a grid pattern, right? So it's it's actually pretty easy to get around when you can't see because the streets are in, in a grid. And, um, you know, you can, and people are walking. So, you know, whereas in Nashville, you know, anywhere you walk, there's always cars. It's not a very pedestrian friendly place, right. but New York was really built to be more pedestrian friendly. So that mm-hmm. is immensely helpful. I'm so thankful for that. Um, and then I think just, you know, like when I do anything on my computer or my phone, there are built in what we call screen readers and and also screen readers that I own that um, basically I, I use all of the shortcut keyboard keys and it speaks the screen or it tells me different elements. So it, you know, show, you know, tells me the name of the link so then I can click on it, things like that. So there's a wonderful amount of just, um, you know, different technology that helps. Um, and then I feel like one of the things I have loved so much about living here is most of my life I've been in a car, right? Mm-hmm. So we all have, like, I grew yeah. up in Jackson, Mississippi, um, mm-hmm. which is not far from you. And yeah. I remember that when I first went to New Orleans for a visit, and I remember being like, what people actually walk outside? Like, I just, I mean, <laughs> we'd walk outside in the yard, but I didn't know people walked around with no right. cars. Yeah. That was, yeah, so strange. So I feel like um, living in New York, I actually get to see my world all the time because mm. there's sight, there's smells and sounds and, and you know, random phone conversations that are walking by and, and people that just, you just kind of get to experience the world in a really unique, unique way as you kind of walk through it. So I have really loved that part of it. It's so cool. That's neat. It sounds very much like an adventure every day. Always. You got to be mentally ready when you go outside. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, and how God is so creative to give us, you know, smells, our other senses, you know, that five senses of sound and smell and how he uh, has gifted that for all of us. And that's, uh, that's amazing. I know my dad is, uh, he is hard of hearing. He has um, hearing aids, and and his hearing is is steadily declining. and And it's it's difficult, but it is amazing how you will rely on another sense that God has given us. I know He re- relies a lot on reading lips, yeah. and uh, and so that that is that is such a gift from the Lord to give us all five senses to use together and to compensate if we have one that is struggling. So I, I think that's that's awesome how you navigate that way. Uh, it is cool how God just helps um, helps us learn to utilize what he's given us. You know, it's a really mm-hmm. beautiful thing. 
Beautiful. All right. Well, let's jump into talking about your song and your new book that is out. And uh, the song is called Sing in the Darkness. And so tell us a little bit about the song and what that song means to you. Absolutely. Yes. So one of the cool things I got to do um, as the book was releasing was to create a worship project um, where we actually just joined together, came together as a group and sang. And um, it was really fun. I've never, I've never done a project like that. And so the, the lead song off of it is called Sing in the Darkness. And it is just about what do we do with our hard times? You know, what do we, how do we navigate those? And especially we're feeling that. So, I mean, it's one thing to talk about suffering and the suffering that might be down the road. It's another thing to live like right now in 2021. And it's like, oh my gosh, the suffering is everywhere. If it's not really, um, you know, touching our hearts, like because we're not experiencing it every day, we're, we're watching somebody's life and they are experiencing it or we're looking around at the pandemic or looking at, you know, Afghanistan or wherever mm-hmm. and all so much trauma is going on. And so mm-hmm. what, you know, what do we do in the midst of that? And I think we can take some lessons from the Old Testament. One of the things that's so interesting is that there are times when in the scariest battles, uh, the singers went in first and they went in singing um, to God of his greatness and singing mm. of victory. And, you know, when we're, we're called to sing in the Bible, it's not like really an invitation. It's like <laughs> kind of a mm. command, even if we can't carry a tune. And so I love that. And, and I wanted to work out in the song and in the book, just what does that mean? Like, how do we find hope? How do we sing, as it were, either just like with a heart song or with the physical song? How do we do that even when we don't feel it? How do we do that when everything around us is hard? Mm. So, so yeah, that's that's what the song's about, and and essentially that's that's what the book is about as well. Yeah, well, and I love that it's all named "Singing in the Dark," "Singing in the Darkness," and how it is a whole worship project. That it's mm-hmm. not just one song, but um, there's a lot of other songs on it, and it's really great. It's really, really good, and I think it's uh, it's a good time for us to be hearing these these songs based yeah. on exactly where we are right now and just so much trauma, like you said, in the world today. It's just so heavy. Um, I don't know how people that are not believers in Jesus that don't have that hope. It's just, it, it spurs me on to want to share more and yeah. to, to tell about the hope that we have because it is so dark um, in our in our um, country and in our, in our world. So um, what a blessing that you are in, in this to us and um, using your gifts for the Lord's work and kingdom work. So that's amazing. Wow. Praise God. Thank you. Well, okay. So you, you said a quote, okay. And I'm, I love quoting people when I have guests on my podcast. <laughs> yes. I love hearing what, like a little bit more behind the scenes. And so you said gratitude unlocks contentment. And so I want to know a little bit more about what do you mean by that? And how do you prioritize that in your own life? Yes. Um, well, I remember in a really, really dark time, uh, my mom had had cancer and I had gone home to take care of her um, during her process of chemo and surgery and radiation and all that. And she um, she came out on the other side of it and is doing very well. But I remember just on the other side of that, just being really just um, 
like low level anxiety all the time. Sometimes it would reach a higher level, but Mm -hmm. feeling always concerned. And I remember reading this verse in Philippians 4, which Paul writes to the Philippians when he's in prison, and which is so ironic because it's all about having joy and praising and being thankful. And you're like, what? And, And I remember reading this verse and thinking, Paul knows something about faith that I do not know, and I got to <laughs> learn it. But he, he he says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by petition and with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. So, so basically, pray, lay it all before the Lord. And thank him for what he has done and what he's going to do. It's a little bit like the singers we were talking about a few minutes ago. You know, their job was to not only sing of the coming victory, but to remind the people in their songs of what God had already done and how he had gotten them to this point. And I think when anxiety overwhelms us, it's often because we forget where God's led us, even yesterday and today, and the small things He's done. Because um, if we, at least for me, if I don't watch it, anxiety will take over my mind, mm-hmm. and so I miss even the little details of how God's been good to me today. So what I've found is that that means I got to practice praise. You know, I got to practice Thanksgiving and practice praise, and go to God with my gratitude, and and literally. I have found this most helpful when I sit down either in the morning or at the end of my day uh, when I'm having some quiet time and write out a list of the things that God's done. And and sometimes I'll say, I'm just going to make it like a five. I just need to write five things, especially on a hard day. But Mm -hmm. when you do that, you usually find that more things come to mind and you can see where God was in this situation and you can see how he helped you, you know, get through that other situation that you thought was going to be overwhelming. And so... Mm -hmm. I think as we see that he's taking care of us to this point, even today, even yesterday, even last year, even our hard situations he's brought us through and he's built up our hope, I think that is when we can be content. That is when we can have peace and and rest. So I, but I, it always has to start there because gratitude kind of centers our hearts on God and then we're able to rest, I think, a little bit more easily. Hmm. There was so much you said in there, and I love the reminder about the musicians were, the singers were at the at the front of the battle. Yeah. I just learned that a few months ago, and I was like, whoa, wait, what? That <laughs> is, know. that's a word. <laughs> I'm like, that's yes. awesome. Like, that's what needs to happen first. We need to look at the faithfulness of God, look at the character of God and what he's brought us through in the past. Um, and, and I love how you said the anxiety that it would take, it will take over our mind. And that's yes. why we need to be in God's word. That's why we need to be, uh, thinking of the, of the character of God, of filling our mind with the scripture. You mentioned Philippians four mm-hmm. and filling our mind with that. And so mm-hmm. that we, um, practice the praise, practice yes. praising the Lord. Uh, I like that. Okay. So do you have any practical ways? I know you say you sit either at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day where you uh, write down things, five things that you are grateful for. Mm-hmm. What else? What else can we do? Yeah, that's one way. Um, super practical. And just, you know, if you just kind of start to make a habit of it, um, it's just amazing because then you kind of start to notice those things all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing that I've really gotten to start loving to do is um, in the morning, well, two ways you can do this. One is if you have some scripture that you're reading, you can have, I call it my song. Like what is the song and, and repeat 
today. And so I'll just like create one sentence about it, one short sentence that I want to hold on to all day. Mm. And I'll keep coming back to that. I'll write it somewhere where I can see it all day long. Or um, I'll, I like to also grab a verse that from what I've read or, you know, grab a verse from one of the Psalms that I'm just meditating on that day and thinking about it all day. And, you know, I may forget it after a couple hours. So again, writing it or putting it somewhere where, you know, once an hour, once every couple of hours, you can come back and look at it, um, memorize it, meditate on it, sing it, whatever it takes, or even write your own version of that verse. You know, what, how does it become personal? Put your own name in there. Um, but, but living with scripture in that way, you, you would be amazed at how nourishing it is. It really does start to speak to us as we speak it over our lives. And so, um, I think that's probably, you know, if you're having, challenges with with gratitude find a verse about gratitude and and just kind of keep keep saying that to yourself and and as you do you kind of think about okay what can i praise god for that's in this verse and how does this verse remind me of jesus and and how good he is to me um so you kind of just talk to yourself about um biblical truth and i think that really does kind of open up our hearts and and change us i like how you said talk to yourself with biblical truth it's not anything from what we need, what right. you know, from us, like, oh, right. well, I'm going to tell myself this today. I'm going to, you know, come on, pull, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's, it's biblical truth. Yes. It's truth that comes straight from the Lord. So, Absolutely. wow. And I like the word you said, nourishing, that it does. It's nourishing when we start praising, when we start giving thanks, that it is nourishing back to us, mm -hmm. um, especially when we go to biblical truth. So, mm -hmm. wow. Okay. So I'm going to ask a, a weird question. What, I love it. <laughs> what is your favorite song that you have ever recorded? Like it could be a hymn. It could be one of your new songs. It could be a blast from the past. What is one of your favorite songs? Oh, that's such a hard question. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, you know, there's a song on the new album called Greater Still. Mm -hmm. um, that is definitely one of my favorite songs I've ever gotten to write. Um, okay. And it's really about our hope of heaven and the, the truth that like the way that we think about seeing Jesus face to face is going to affect everything about the way we live in the here and now. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that song. I love to sing it and, and think about it and, um, but have, yeah, songs are kind of like your babies. So <laughs> you don't want to pick one. No, but that's definitely yeah. my favorite right yeah. now. Okay. Can you give us a little, a little, tune from the chorus can you sing uh, it for us yeah um <laughs> sure <laughs> sorry i'm so got my coffee voices no it's totally fine <laughs> um praise the lord oh my soul for the peace we have yet to know praise the lord oh my soul for the hope we have yet to know. Beautiful. I love it. I, I tell my friend that is a singer at church on, on stage, and I'm like, I'm going to have your voice in heaven. And so Aww. now I'm going to say that to you. I'm going to have Aww. your voice. I want so it. Sweet. I want it. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Aww, thank you. Um, so I was going to say, you're in New York City. So you're like, are you like four hours behind me? It's 1030 where I am. Uh, I am one hour ahead of you. Oh, okay. Okay. I was yes. like, oh, my goodness. Did I just ask her to sing? And it's like 6 a.m. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. No. Okay, no, good. It's an hour good, ahead. Good. So I'm, awesome. I'm actually like more lunchtime. So I'm I'm really ready to go. You're yeah, good. You're ready I mean, to go. Awesome. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm all the energy over here. So okay, yeah. good, awesome. Thanks for that. Okay, yeah. so I want you to tell us if there is someone struggling right now, and you have written the these um, wonderful songs based on scripture. You have produced this album, Singing in the Dark, and your new song, Singing in the Darkness. Um, could If there was one thing you could tell to someone you would be singing that to, somebody that's walking through a really difficult time, maybe they have somebody in the hospital with COVID, maybe right. they found out a diagnosis or um, just just aching over what's going over in, um, in Afghanistan, what, what would you say to them right now? I would say there is always hope. And that is because when we put our trust in Jesus, we're putting our trust in someone who walked through the worst darkness for us because he loved us that much. So we don't always know why he is allowing suffering, but what we do know is that he never lets us go through it alone. He's always there with us and he's always there saying, I've, I've been there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is the beauty of the Christian faith is that there's power in knowing he's holding us. He's going before us, beside us, behind us. He's there with us. Um, He's feeling our pain. He knows this is not the way it's supposed to be. And yet the other beautiful news is that we are told he works all things together for good. So even though we can't see it now, we can know that either this side of eternity or when we're face to face with him, he will bring good out of our pain. He will bring good out of our misery um, mm-hmm. as only he can. And I mean, we have we have proof of that because we look at, at what happened to Jesus and all of his disciples were like, oh my gosh, this, this is not good. He is being mm-hmm. crucified. We got to hide. I mean, our lives are over. Mm-hmm. And look what good God mm-hmm. brought out of that, a, a cosmic good that we just could not have even ever imagined. Nobody could have invented that story. And so I think that we just have to know and we have to say to ourselves and we have to find people who will say to us and words from scripture that say to us this hope that tell us we are not alone and we can know that whatever we're going through, there will be good at some point that is brought out of it. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. And that's encouraging for what we need to hear right now. Okay, let's say that there is someone out there that is ready. They're ready to go get your album and your book, Sing in the Darkness and Singing in the Dark. So tell us where we can find you online and where we can go grab those. Yes. Uh, so you can find me at JennyOwens.com, which is G-I-N-N-Y. And um, let's see. That is probably the place to go to find all the things. Okay. Um, but you can, uh, I'm on Instagram at Jenny Owens Official and Facebook at Jenny Owens Music. So those are the, the main places. Okay, perfect. Yes, awesome. We were going to go grab that. That sounds great. Okay, so at the end of each episode, I ask my guests, what are they eating, reading, and loving? Because I just yes. love it. So <laughs> what are you eating these days? What does New York give you? So, you <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, um, I'm i in school. I'm in seminary. So I, yeah. I eat like a college student because I'm just like, oh, I'll just grab a snack. I yeah. love turkey pepperoni. That is my jam right now. Okay. It's so good. And I just eat it plain a lot or I'll put it in a salad or like put it on a tortilla or just whatever. It's so good. So turkey pepperoni is my jam. Okay. 
and I am reading lots of seminary books, um, mm. but I'm also reading, uh, well, on Audible, they have put together the collection of Jane Austen from the BBC. Uh, uh, and it's like 100 hours or something. Oh, my word. So I know, but I just got through Sense and Sensibility. It was mm. awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. yes, I would highly recommend that or, okay. I, or seminary books. I can give you a bunch of those. But. Yeah. <laughs> Not you don't want to read those, but they're yeah. awesome. I love those. I'm going to be sad when it's done. Um, and yeah. then what am I loving? Mm. You know, I am loving the fact that it is almost fall. I love mm. the anticipation of just fall is almost here, uh, especially yeah. in New York. So I'm super mm. getting excited about that. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine how it would be. <laughs> yeah, in New York yes. City, the sharpened pencils like. From you've got mail, you know. Yes, all the yes, things. absolutely. Okay, absolutely. cool. Yay! Hey, thanks so much for joining us today on the Friends of a Feather. This was super, super fun, oh, and man, just loved hearing just your story, your God story, and about your music. And it's just been, it's been just so great to talk to you today, Jenny. Oh, thank you. It's been great talking to you as well. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all Friends of a Feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.